Hey everybody and welcome to a show we haven't named yet. Uh, my name is Josh and if you are listening you most likely know me. For those who don't it is a pleasure to meet you and this is the intro to a show that we haven't exactly figured out. No I mean through the show we kind of get there. Um, there is a visual aspect to this new series. You can watch it on the YouTubes. I will make sure that all of the links are in the bio for this. But uh, it's a new project that I'm working on with Caitlin Burt. She is an incredible actress. We have known each other since college. And, uh, man, if there's someone who can think as dumbly as I can in the smartest way possible, it's, it's Caitlin. It's Caitlin. I'm very stoked to uh, get this going. And I, I promise it's mostly just going to be goofing around. Um, I would love to and bring other people on to the show because a benefit to being under shelter in place is um, trying to be creative. So a project that I had long forgotten, figure out how to record people on the podcast from a distance it just kind of occurred to me that why don't we use Zoom? It has a built-in record feature, and guess what? When you're done with the call, it exports out the audio file. So if it sounds a little different than the other pods, it's probably because they recorded it on some sweet red light-up headphones that uh, have a USB port <laughs> that don't actually work on the MacBook Air. So I dug out the old ones so I could still feel cool as I talked to y'all. But um, it's just going to be goofing off. I really hope we kind of get a, a theme going. Um, if anyone wants to write us a theme song to a new show, uh, I don't know how that'd work, but I would pay you. I would pay you a 200 real dollars <laughs> if accepted by both unanimously Caitlin Burton and myself as the theme song to this new show. I have done that without consulting my business partner, but I will fund it. Cool. Okay. Anyways, it's not going to be news. It's not going to be, I mean, it, it's, when you think about it, it's hard to disagree with the man. We all know who I'm talking about. We all know who I'm talking about immediately. It's hard to disagree with him because he is so clueless about what's going on in the world that it's, um, He's actually gotten down to just listing nouns and facts that he knows. I don't really know how I can compete with... We have states. We have a lot of states. We have territories, too. But we have a lot of states. The states, to the best of my knowledge and to the best of your knowledge, are a part of our country. Roads, highways, tunnels, airports, everything. We got to... I, I mean, he's right. Roads, highways, bridges, airports land mines i don't i don't i didn't follow the list totally but I, that's just my way of saying it'll be less political than um something political nope see it's a new show it's a new show it's a new show it's a new show thank you so much for tuning in we'll see what happens This is a free theme song brought to you by some guy named Happy So Free theme song. We licensed it from Soundstripe. 
All right. Well, that was easy enough. It worked. It worked. I yeah. don't know where we're going to start that, but we'll just start randomly talking. I think it's a douche. Maybe we won't use the intro. Maybe we'll start our own intro. You know, we should probably figure out what we're going to call this thing. I know, right? Yeah. <sighs> hmm. Maybe it'll come to us. But for those tuning in, no, oh, just scared my cat with a slappy crap noise. Are you on a corn quest of any kind? Do you have a, a mission that, like, by the end of quarantine, think life will be different for me? I'm going to improve in, in this kind of way. That sounds a lot like a New Year's resolution. So, no. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> you don't believe <laughs> in the resolutions. I absolutely don't believe in the... Re- no, no. No, it, it's like I have a love-hate relationship with my Google Calendar. It right. 100%, I would forget every meeting I had if I didn't have it always up in one of my pinned tabs. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I find myself limiting my day to what's on my calendar. So I had a thought earlier and I was just like, oh, actually, I shouldn't work on this because I should be working on this. And I was like, the fuck am I doing? I'm calendarizing my own life by being like, don't think about that now. Think about that then. So I'm just like, no. It's it's super strange how like we need we need a certain amount of freedom for the flow of creativity and for new things to come in and to be open mindedness. But then if we actually want to be open mindedness. The, yeah, yeah, to have, to have, did I say that? <laughs> Whatever. I'm just messing with And then, but to some, like, I feel like structure in a way helps creativity a bunch too. Like, I work, I get more creative the more parameters are placed on me. So, it, I, uh, I thought about that a lot too. Where's the happy medium? Where's the line? You'd rather have, and I totally get the blank canvas theory, where the benefit of a blank canvas is that it has edges. An artist could create for forever if he didn't have the limitations of the canvas. But like, mm-hmm. do, you, do you prefer more limitations than that? Like for me, the scariest thing in the world is like a blank piece of paper. That's like the number one scariest thing because whatever I start, I could either fail by not finishing through or I'll disappoint myself by not getting to, to where I want it to be. So like for me, every single time... I turn the, the page every time I mark just a tiny little mark. So it's no longer a perfect page. Like it's always somewhere randomly on here. Like I, I can pull back another, let's see where was sometimes I like just drop my pen. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like one of these is just like a dropped colon. Oh, no, notes everywhere. Do you set your notebook up like this or before you start working, you have to like scar the page. I, no, I, I I don't even notice it anymore. I just turn the page, make a mark, and then I start writing. It's my own so little that, like mental like snap the seal. You know what I mean? Yeah, it lets you um, get rid of the perfection tendencies. Yeah, it lets you be imperfect. To be imperfect is to be freed. For for me, <laughs> ooh, like, ooh, Siddhartha. All right, let me settle in. And then, no, that's all I got. Um, ah, I was waiting for a big theory, like. I was, I was like getting my drink all set up. I was, no, I'm kidding. When I have wisdom, though, I will. We will get right to it. I will be like, oh, I'll, I'll have a sound cue. I'll have a button for that. No, when I go to write sketches, if I'm just like, what do I want to write today? It's like, 
nothing. I can't, you can't think of anything worth a shit, but like if I had just a word that stuck in my head or like a very simple concept, like snacky foods, yeah. you, can, you can start from the tiniest place and have more options than if I were to be like just anything. Cause that's boring. It's a boring yeah. place to start, I guess. Well, you gotta start specific. That's why I use note cards. And I know people on the pod can't hear or see this, but it's oh, note cards. Those are all. Oh, 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 wait, you hear that? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so it's also dusty card. in there. It's so dusty. <laughs> um, so I just have note cards because if I have a thought, I'll just write a word down. Like there's some on here where it's just like, this one says, wish the word muff would make a comeback. That was a, that was a fun way. Muff. Muff, muff. diver. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? There's so many, like, it, it, it's like a 70s porn word. Yeah, uh, right? Is, is, it, is it short for, like, muffin? Is that where that? Muffalato. You know, the large really? olive oil sandwich that has roast beef. No, I'm kidding. That's... You're you're Jake. You're, you're... <laughs> I'm gonna stop my own jokes. So, do your different colored cards mean different things, or no, just not fun at all. To have different no. colors. I I have a giant stack, and they all come in neon colors, so I can find them at all mm-hmm. times. Uh, all right, here, tell me when to stop. Boom. <laughs> Blank card. No, wait. Maybe there's something on the other side. Mark it uh, up. Uh, <laughs> this joke. See, and and again, none of them are. The other thing about the jokes is they're never accurate to me. Like, because th- this one starts off with, I'm gay. I'm not gay. I'm, I'm, I'm bi. But sometimes jokes are funnier like that. And I feel like people are going to be like, wait, I don't know who he is. If I try to, like, so I, like, so this one just says, I'm not gay, but, oh, no, 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 no. Excuse me. This one says, I'm gay, but not set fire to my house to meet firefighters gay. <laughs> I don't even know where oh I was God. going with that thought. <laughs> Dude, I didn't even tell you that firefighters came to my apartment, not like, Two weeks ago, when I was still in Seattle, tell me, because tell me someone, more. someone got the food a little, a little smoky, and fire the fire guy, yeah, yeah. and and the fire department or no, the I don't know the landlord, someone they had just had to redo all of the fire detectors, so <laughs> there were like new they ones, they were like sealed shut, they were oversensitive, you couldn't shut them off. There's nothing oh, we could no. do. Whole like fire brigade comes down the narrow, steep streets of Queen Anne, and this big ass fire dude busts through the door. He didn't bust down the door, but he walks no, in all calmly, but barely fit in the door. I swear to God, this man had to have been like over six feet tall, and with all of the stuff, it was just I didn't I didn't think I was hot for firemen, but it was the <laughs> hottest thing I have ever scene you're like sir ever. i i enjoy that you're the size of my door and i would like you to just land on me <laughs> let me set myself yeah. on fire real quick <laughs> yeah and it was like it was like my birthday it was like the day before my birthday and i was like oh sorry <laughs> i know right you're like wait a minute how do i make this work to my advantage <laughs> like sir, it's my birthday and the present would be the package that you brought me yes <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry what was that <laughs> nothing I'm hot Take me what? with you. Yeah. <laughs> May I be your Dalmatian? What? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Show me to the letter. Yeah. It was a good day. Okay. Minus that house that was burning down. So he was like, out. apartment two bravo, food on the stove. And <laughs> just walked out. <laughs> it's just like, dumb kids. <laughs> you got to think that like, for him, this is just like, 
a giant eye roll and I'm going to go home and go back to playing video games. Like, mm-hmm. and I have, I love like watching the friends of mine who are firefighters on Insta because it's just like chill. And then all of a sudden, bah, they're gone. <laughs> and it was just, yeah. it's so cool to me. Like oh, to just, can you send me their profiles though? <laughs> yes. Yes, I will. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Not all of them are guys too. There are some beautiful female firefighters because okay. you got to carry a rope. Oh, no, you got to carry a rope. You got to carry a hose and climb ladders and save lives. I don't care what gender you are. Just save my ass from a burning building, please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Tell me when to stop again. Let's see where it takes us. Go. Oh, no, it's on the back. Ah. <laughs> you can't read it. No, I don't. It's I. How so many of these do you write when you're high? All of them. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so this must be the finish because there's nothing on this side. And it just ends with, I decided that I would cry, vomit, shit, or poop myself up here just to be excited. I don't know what the beginning to that joke was. On a roof. Okay, so is it set up punchline? Yeah. Is that how you normally do it? Something else. Uh, Like, well, no, sometimes, and I try to write like a little one and then like a two and then like a three if I go to a third card. But Mm -hmm. I decided I would cry, vomit, or shit, poop myself up here. Be excited, it's crying. <laughs> Actually, that is funny. I don't know what it, it was. An Do you remember too. writing these all or no? Uh, it's soon, no. So that's the other thing with me. And that's why I have to figure out like, I put everything down on paper and then I'm going to go through all of them. And maybe we're going to go through all of them. Maybe that's what this podcast is Josh's shitty jokes narrated by Caitlin, made fun of by Caitlin. <laughs> um, so the, the way I've kind of like got this process down is. I'll have thoughts, a random thought that either isn't something that I should ever tweet or is just like, it's not a full idea, but it's like, it's like the starter of one. And then I'll quickly put it on a note. And then if it's funny, I'll put it in one pile. If it's like, let's come back to this thought. If it's just like, it's a throwaway, but I wanted to get it out of my head. So I stopped thinking about it. I'll put it in, I'll put it in this stack. I'll put it in this stack. And this is my come back to later pile. Mm-hmm. So this is like, I just forget about what's in here. Here, have me do it again. There. Okay. Um, I keep random things in random places around the apartment. I like to keep my apart. Think obstacle course style. It keeps me limber. <laughs> Helping me to train to forever have a younger girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> like so and this is a different colored pen but i wrote an arrow so i must have had this thought and was just like what's a funny punchline to that so the the joke nice. is i keep random things in random places around the apartment think obstacle coils obstacle see now i need to rethink of a word to say that because obstacle course style try saying that obstacle course style yeah isn't that weird yeah I keep random things in random places around the apartment. I think obstacle, obstacle course style keeps me limber. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty yeah? that's workable. All right. All right. Yeah, put, put it in the workable pile. That's workable. Are these all I, jokes or where are your like ideas for movie plots and stuff like that? That's okay. No. So that's in notebooks. This is jokes. Mm-hmm. This is my, I okay. live about two minutes from the comedy store. 
two minutes from the Laugh Factory in Los Angeles. I'm up in ah, the Hollywood have, Hills. Holly Shore. Yes. They had yeah, the yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously closed. But yeah, did you did you guys yeah. talk about because you you interviewed Polly Shore? Did you guys ever talk about the comedy store or like you know like his work or was it more just focused on the con circuit and what he was doing? Yeah, um, we did talk about his work a little bit as far as like his tours, where he was headed next. No. Um, I, I met him at a weird time where his uh, his father had just passed just and passed, his mother yeah. passed earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. So he talked about that a little bit, which is cool. Sure. It's cool that he could confide in me immediately upon knowing me. But I mean, I that's think, the life of being on the road. Yeah. I mean, you have yeah. to think that you, you have to connect. Well, that's the thing about being in a comic, at least from outside looking in is you need to have that like authentic self like they'll know immediately if you're bullshit unless it's a character mm-hmm. oh then yeah which is so hard to do it's um because you're in it forever no. yeah we talked about this yesterday yes how to I, shun the layers of of pretense and holding things together and making it be how you think it should be and like gradually getting rid of all of that and just being you it's it's hard it doesn't just I have happen to, over time you have to like work because you're an actress and I, I have to imagine that when you put on a role, you put on someone's, like you basically spend time getting into their brain. You get into their brain, you act as they would act and that's acting. That's the simplest form of it. You need to think like and act like this person. But I feel yeah. like, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, there's some actors currently out there who show this off in their just daily lives, not their work, but like when they're done with the movie, it's not like, that part of the character just disappears. That might be the only reason that I could ever be a good actor is because I have such a short-term memory that like I could play like a traumatized psych ward patient and at the end of the shoot, I'd be like, all right, let's go, uh, let's go do some comedy. <laughs> just because uh, I'd already forget all of like what people usually take into the role, wear on their back. And then have you ever had issues with like taking off a role when you're done? Like you find yourself like responding like the person or character instead of yourself. Sometimes, sometimes it gets stuck in your head like a song. Yeah. 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 Or like, I get that. or like how you find yourself repeating movie lines all the time that you like. It's like that to another level. Have you ever had that where you've liked one of your lines and you're just quoting your own self? No, but at uh, Janetti's when I do like the dinner theater shows, <laughs> yeah, 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 the comedy yeah. shows there, yeah. I like I have to know all parts of the script backwards and forwards every character, and there's yeah. some like some lines, some jokes. Usually, it's something someone else will say, <laughs> and it's just and I just love it. I love how they did it, and I just do it all the time, especially when they're around. And I don't know if they like it or not, but it's the best. You're like, let me murder this line that you have to say for the rest of the show for <laughs> you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, give me another one. I have so there. many of these. Oh, oh, I was all the way in the middle. Oh, Ooh, all right. So this is a this, this is a multi-parter. This is a multi because I have one, two. Yeah. All right. Here we go. And again, these are random thoughts that I have never edited after writing them down. Hi. Thoughts. Not well. Yeah. Hi. Why is the office so popular? Millennials with too much freedom, open offices, no work hours. They're longing for that normal nine to five with a wacky boss. Even the romantic aspect of the show starts at the office. No need for useless after work socializing. They can just go home after work and watch the office. The British one, I presume. It's uh, 
Oh, wow. That train of thought just straight up derailed because I finished with too many offense references. Jim on Tinder is probably just slanging some dick. (laughs) (laughs) So somewhere in here, I lost my own train of thought and I ended it with, I bet you Jim slang some dick on Tinder. Good for him. I like the idea of the romanticism of the normal nine to five because some that's, people don't have that, it that's that is why when i was watching the office when it was airing yeah. i would I, the only time i've ever sat there and waited for a show to start was the rugrats and then the next show <laughs> after that was, I was adult-ish and i would watch every episode of the office and my mom would be like i hate this show that's what work was like and i was just yeah, like yeah. not for me i work in a yeah. startup called price falls where we lived in a fucking like sky ride like a, a high rise and i had a limo driver and then i worked at zappos which is like fucking disneyland on on mdma and it mm-hmm. yeah it's it's so funny that like i look at the office and i'm like you know what it'd be kind of cool to have a nine to five where like at 459 you're just like boop done i'll see you tomorrow yeah we long for a different kind of shitty than our own shitty which is yeah it's not like the grass is greener all of the shots that they didn't put in the show, The Office, because it's a documentary, were them just working. So it's like the majority <laughs> of their day, they're being boring, and they only cut exactly. 20 minutes out of each day where you're having fun. How so. weird would it have been to be on that show and spend all of that time in an office? Because you don't get to, it's not a nine to five. If you're shooting a show, you're there like for long, 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 long days. So I have started listening to Office Ladies. It's a podcast by Angela Kinsey and um, Jenna Fisher about mm-hmm. just their experience. They go episode by episode. They watch it and then they talk about it the next day. And yeah. it's kind of cool hearing how like the whole first season, everybody kept their day job because they didn't know what was going to happen. Right. So some of them would work in an office and then come to work in an office. <laughs> some of them were waiters, obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, Phyllis was a casting director for the show. They just liked her so much that they put her in the really? show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh I know. So it comes. It comes I interviewed Stanley. Yes. Yeah. He, um, he was one of those who, my favorite. Did he have any cool stories? Um, I, he hasn't been on the show that I've heard. He probably has. Okay. But the, my favorite is they had Creed on the show. And his story was that he basically was a featured extra and one of the assistant directors needed some B-roll footage of conversation. And because all of the, like the rules around like uh, being a featured extra versus be- being an actual cast member, different pay scales. Uh, one of the assistant directors caught him talking to Phyllis and I think Pam and the average amount of lines for a featured extra was like three lines. And he had like four or five just in this one scene. So mm-hmm. they basically, he it's basically like, yeah, he basically like mm-hmm. snuck his way onto being a full-time person by mm-hmm. just acting very well in a scene that they put him in. And then they realized like, well, shit, now we have to pay him like an actor. So we might as well put him on full-time. So that's what he said. That's what you have to do. But that's ah. also why there's, it's such a tense atmosphere on most sets is because everyone is trying to do that because everyone knows the freaking rules and they know this is their shot and they know it might be their only shot. So it's like, they're, they don't want to let you do that. They're watching you. Okay. So let's go back before we pick another card. Let's go back to college when you and I met and officially became best friends and maybe I am, you're my best friend and I'm not yours. Never tell me that because I'll cry forever. But 
Oh, you're supposed <laughs> to say no. Of course, you're my best friend. You Even are my best lying. friend. Okay, but you just shut me up. So I was like, okay, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but no. So we're in college, and we uh, get on a movie called Cherry. We we both get featured extra roles. Caitlin more so. I have the charm to just say yes to whatever. So when BK says, hey, who wants to take their clothes off and be in a towel for a scene? I was like, yeah, duh, I'll do that. Yeah. So like, that's for me, I I didn't, I don't want to say I'm not a good actor because I don't actually know. I just played myself. But it's one of those afterwards when the camera stopped, I would talk to BK, the casting director. I would make friends with as many people. I'd ask questions about like what was going on in set because I was kind of there as like representing you. So they kind of looked at me in that light as well as like, well, fuck, might as well put them in some stuff. Yeah, that was a really interesting experience um, because they just like came set up shop on a college campus. And then and started looking, like a- yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like a bunch of like industry people or professionals there. So we kind of got to be a little more loosey-goosey than we knew we should be. Just kind of play dumb and play it off and talk to the stars and invite them to sit at our lunch table. And we, we went crazy. Matt we Walsh, did whatever we wanted. We I know. Every time I see you in a movie now, I'm like, oh my that God. is awesome. We Okay, just to tell that story real quick. Caitlin and I are sitting at the engineering campus of Western Michigan. It's 2 a.m. and it's lunch call. So we all break for lunch at 2 a.m. We're shooting this scene in the, um, like a lecture hall where the professor is giving this assignment. And the professor is played by Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh has now gone on to incredible things. But at the time, he was one of, he was from old school. He had mm-hmm. done old school and he was one of like the, the guys who worked with Will Ferrell's character. Um, every one of those movies. That he like, is in Veep. You, you see him pop up again and again. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's in Veep. He is uh, in a ton of stuff now. And he was walking by, and I had just remembered to, like, I was just like, oh, Matt Walsh is over there. Let me Google anything about him. And I, I think it was that he went to Northern Illinois University, the Huskies. And the Huskies were also in the MAC-10. So he was just walking around looking for a place to sit. And we're just like, Mr. Walsh. Come, come sit with us. So he came <laughs> over, sat down with us, and I think I was just like, "Hey, so you went to you went to a Mac school?" And then we started talking football, and then it was just like a normal conversation after that, right? Yeah, it was so cool. We just talked normal things, and I don't really remember any of the conversation whatsoever, other than like, "Yeah, I like this dude. He's super likable." And you, so fun and charming, not afraid of a single person. You always get yourself in those situations all the time well it's it's, awesome and that's what i say i I, i'm not uh, you are an incredible actress one day maybe we'll be in another movie again because i'm i've gotten better but like jesus we had one scene in uh, the new movie love happens which i'd love to talk to you about after but for me (laughs) that's where it like i like after the like the camera's rolling i like talking to people and then afterwards after cherry ended BK reached out and said, hey, I'm casting another movie. Do you guys want to be in it? And I was like, fuck yeah, totally. Did you end up doing that shoot with the lake effect? Uh, no, I do, I think, remember auditioning for it. That was, uh, he called me last minute. It was like 10, 10 p.m. He said, I need someone here at 11 to be back. I was like, yeah, I'll be right there. 
because it was like down the street from where I was living at the time. But the only nice. reason he called me is because we were, you know, he's a cool dude. Yeah. Is he still working? Do you know? I so. Yeah, I think so. We should look him up on IMDb. Facebook. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I think, yeah. I think we're friends with him, with, friends with him on Facebook too. Be okay. And well, Bill. Um, and then, oh man, you chickened out on me. You chicken fucking out. Oh no, I think you were dating someone. Never mind. You didn't chicken out on me. That was the one movie where they're like, all right, we need two single people to make out in the background. I was like, done. Let's do it. Featured spot. And oh, yeah. because of that, they didn't give me hazard pay or whatever that is, but they put me in the credits as towel boy. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so there, cool. there was a scene where in the background, two partyers had to just be making out. And then yeah. one of the main characters would like walk through them to get to something. So it was funny enough, DC Pearson, who again is now in That's everything. That's what I was going to guess. It was like, was it Kyle yeah. or was it that guy? Wild Bill, DC, who like, has been in a ton of stuff. My favorite was when he was in the first Avenger. Uh, he was in, no. What was the second Captain America movie called? Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Do you remember when he and Natasha Romanoff go to the Apple store and they talk to the guy with a giant beard and he helps oh them? Oh my God, that that's was DC. him? Yeah. Oh my God. I was seeing that and I was like, oh, that's funny. I was in a movie with him. I was like, Oh, Yay. that's sweet. Remember, I, like, I remember on one of our first days on that set, you were like, Dude, we're like, I just did the Kevin Bacon thing, and we're less than six degrees. We're like two degrees. We are two degrees. And I was we're, like, I was like, this is our first movie, dude. It's us to, to Kyle Gallner, which, mm-hmm. but if you ever hear this for any reason, love you. Still love your work. <laughs> I've watched everything you've been in since. Um, and he was the Flash on Smallville. So I was so jealous when he was there. I was like, man, that's my dream character. Um, I still get people every once in a while that are like, Oh my God, you were in Jerry. I loved that movie. Or like, I watched it until I saw you, and I was like, Whoa. It was on. It was on Netflix for a long time. It was on yeah. Netflix for a long time, and it was one of those. All right, so I'm gonna literally do because I think he's. All right, fine link. So Kyle Gallner was in the movie Red with Kim Dickens, who was in Hollow Man with Kevin Bacon. We are. We are three away. Kyle Gallner has nice. a bacon number of two, so that means we have a bacon number of three. Oh, cool. I wonder if I have any links through my other movie. I guess you have to, because that's, that's the rule. <laughs> yeah, what's the... Any, any movie is just six degrees. All right, what's, an, what's another actor? What's like the other an actor that you've worked with? Maybe we can get closer than two. Um, uh, Benicio Del Toro. You've worked with Benicio Del Toro? Yeah. I wasn't on set with him that day, but... I was on one of his movies. Oh, hell yeah. All right, let's see if this I wish up. I got to meet him. Oh, he also has a bacon number of two. It's okay. Three's freaking close. Because that's Benicio Del Toro was in Basquat with Gary Oldman, who was in Criminal Law with Kevin Bacon. What about Shia LaBeouf? Shia the Boof? Yeah. Benicio Del Toro was in Sin City with Nick Stahl, who was in My One and Only with Kevin Bacon. All right, Shia LaBeouf. Okay. I don't even know how to spell that. Let's see. B O U F. Shia LaBeouf has a number of two. Shia LaBeouf was in Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull with Karen Allen, who is in Animal House with Kevin Bacon. Cool. Oh. All right, so oh, three. I we watched a- the other day. I saw Kevin Bacon's TED talk about Kevin Bacon and the six him. degrees yeah. of. I never saw. I didn't know that was actually a thing where he did a TED talk about it. 
Well, it, it's, what's funny is it's really talking mostly about how small the world is. Yeah. And how within two people, you know almost everybody. Exactly. It's fascinating. Isn't that wild? I mean, and, I always think about this anyway, but it was just yeah. a cool talk. Oh, no. That's a, it, definitely worth watching if you haven't watched it. We should All do right. some kind of crazy experiment to like get in touch with someone through our network within three degrees or less. So who's a good target for that? Who's someone that we could actually talk to? Well. All right, we'll come back to this thought. I, yeah, we got to pick I like a ridiculous this. person and then work backwards from there, maybe. Yeah. But I don't know, maybe. Because um, what I did one time, this isn't really that cool a story, but I was going to Atlanta and to help my brother move. And I wanted to meet some actors there or something. So I just, the first actor that came to my brain was uh, one of my buddies from LA. Yeah. And I was like, dude, do you know anyone, any, any actors or film people in Atlanta? I'm going there like tomorrow. And he yeah. was like, he was like, yep. And my buddy, Travis, he's an editor and his girlfriend is a casting director. I'll hook you guys up. And I went and I met with them and they're the nicest people ever. And we're still friends. It was one ask. That's it. I asked one person at random. That's it. That's that's one hundred percent what it takes. That's networking. Yeah. I know LinkedIn's incredible for it, but you have to use it. I have five hundred connection. I I mean I have thousands of connections now on LinkedIn, but it's one of those like Are we LinkedIn. We better be LinkedIn. I'm, we're, I'm, we're, we of course, of course. Well, you you have to check later because I'll forget. I never use it, <laughs> but it's one of those like you're absolutely right. It's so funny. That's a good way because you can type someone in there and see who you're, how you're connected to them because mm -hmm. it'll give you like two, three degrees. Like I think I am yeah. two degrees from like Richard Branson. Nice. Like I, I've, you know, worked with Tony Shea of Zappos who then directly worked with him. Yeah. Um, so. But you are like one of the super connectors of this whole mess. So if someone knows you, they know everyone. I don't know. Well, you're at the center of a lot of it. Remember, <laughs> I'm going to prove this. Remember walking to Western, like to class, walking through campus, mm -hmm. and then you, you'd often say like, oh, yeah, I know everyone. And you would just kind of offhandedly say that throwaway comment. And I was like, that's an exaggeration. How could you know everyone? And then we walked to class and you have to stop and say hi to every single person. They actually say hi to you. Everyone stops <laughs> you and they're like, what up, Josh? What up, Gavin? Whatever. There was Every, people all, for all, all time, four all years. There were people for four years who didn't know my actual name, but knew one thing about me, and that was it. That was what connected. That and and I'll be totally honest. That that's all it takes. You need to meet someone. Remember one fact immediately. The first thing you do. I will forget your name before I remember or forget what my one fact is. Mm -hmm. you, do you know your one fact? Snow leopards. That, that's your, oh, that's, that's the first thing I ever learned about you is just like, I should like snow leopards. And it just oh, cool. sticks right there. And whether mm -hmm. it's ever useful or not, you see that person and you immediately have something to call to. And then yes. you build details off of that. Right. You know what I mean? But not so appearance. Like, I think it's important to tell people if it's appearance related, like, oh, your hair used to be shorter. Like, nah, that, no, I mean, I changed my shirt every you. day. No, I, I change <laughs> my shirt every day. So that's, it's the same thing. You have to like, think of one connector that makes that person the person. And then you just mm -hmm. file that away. Like if someone wants to reach out on the podcast and hit us up at Josh Weaver or at, was it K-Burts? K-Burts? Uh, Caitlin Burt on Twitter. 
Okay. Yeah, say Twitter. Let's, yeah, let's just do Twitter. That's easy enough. Yeah. Talking about all of our social. Um, so at Josh Weaver minus an E, you figure out which one, and then at Caitlin Bird, hit us up, and then I'll tell you the first thing I remember about you, because that's that's where you build facts mm-hmm. from. Mm-hmm. You have that core idea, and then you add something to it. So for let's see, you were Snow Leopard, and then the second thing I learned about you is that you like to draw, and then like mm-hmm. from there you just kind of hang facts on each other, and then. It wasn't so much that I knew everybody, but it was just like I had a quick moment with a ton of people. And then from there, you get to build and foster relationships. So I'd stop and I'd talk to people to get like a second fact and then a third fact. And then by the time you finally get to have a sit-down convo with them, you already know a lot about the person. And there's never an awkward convo. So, and that's the other thing too. If you're ever going to go meet somebody and you have the opportunity, like just do research. I know it sounds so dumb. Google the person. Right. And if nothing yeah. else, you have a question. And if it's wrong, who the fuck cares? Because they'll tell you, no, that's so funny. Everybody asks me that. You probably Googled and saw, but no, I like blank. It's a really easy icebreaker. Um, How many brand new connections would you say you make every week? <laughs> Zero. I've been quarantined for two weeks. <laughs> oh. What no, about I'm internet connections? Like, do, do you do LinkedIn thing and try to like, I don't know, become with people, friends with people on uh, Instagram or whatever, because I'll start up conversations yeah, if yeah. someone did a sweet ass video. I'll be like, "How'd you do that?" Or like your color grade or something. Yeah. And if they don't already have a million comments, they usually talk with me. I I honestly I I do try to. Um, it's it's harder because I'm I'm just busy at work, and you're totally right. I I miss trying to make those connections. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've been doing it at work we're all stuck in quarantine. So every single work meeting I've had with either one of the agencies that we work with or one of my coworkers, I try my hardest to not start talking work until like two or three minutes into the convo. So we can have like an intro of catching up and learning. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I still am trying to, but you have to like kind of force it because it's really easy to pick up a call and be like, all right, we're talking about blank, blah, 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 blah. All right, goodbye. You know what I mean? So Right. Try to keep some of the humanness in there and not forget about it. I've done the same thing. I've like had to set up my whole like computer workstation because my mom's vacuuming in the other or something like, you know, and I'm like trying to do a work call. That sounded like (laughs) just a beagle upstairs watching a sad movie. It was just like, I know, but no, this stuff happens during my work calls too. And like, like my, my work computer is almost like shot. I've had it for, for years. And so it has to stay plugged in. So I'm yeah. plugging it into the wall, but then it won't reach the my, the computer. But if it is unplugged for a couple of seconds, it'll just die. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like pulling the, the whole table to me. And my dad's like, uh, wouldn't it be easier just to like push in your chair? And I'm like, it has to stay connected to the wall because it's a piece of shit. And I hear my colleague <laughs> dying on the call. He's laughing his ass off. And your dad's just like, just get another computer. You're like, it's not that easy, father. <laughs> <laughs> IT needs to set it up. I don't know how to do these things. I'm work from home. Deal with it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know who hates work from home the most? My cat. Because like, I just, every time I stand up from my desk, I I, I touch him. I touch him. I pet him. I, I scratch. And I guarantee you, he's used to sleeping all day when I'm at work. So he is now resorted to like hiding under the bed when I'm like during the day. I'm just like, I just want to, uh, Anyways. Why does he not like people? No, he loves people. He just wants to sleep during the day and play all night. Oh. But when I'm home messing with him, he gets annoyed. 
<laughs> I can't tell you how many, like, I bet you pets are either like loving this work from home due to the quarantine or are just hating it. <laughs> That's what people have said. I've seen that on Twitter. Like, I don't know if my dog is like still likes me or if they're like, oh, can you go back to work yet? <laughs> I think you're just overthinking it, but yeah, no, your dog hates you. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Give me another one. Give me another one. Tell me one. Go. Also, I have another segment that we could add to the show called Wikipedia. And I'll tell you oh. more about that in a second. But let's oh, do this okay. new one. The second most important thing I learned about Texas is they always have good hot sauce backups. Hold on, let me restart that. The second most important thing I learned about Texas is they always have a good hot sauce backup. The first thing is they still have the death penalty, so check her ID. <laughs> I didn't know where that was going. You surprised <laughs> even yourself. I didn't know where that was going. I was just like, it's the, the answer's on the back of the card. I was, I was pausing because I was trying to guess how I was going to end it. I was just like, what did I have for this? <laughs> Right. <laughs> the second most important wow. thing I learned about Texas is that I always have a good hot sauce backup. The first is that they still have the death penalty, so check her ID. All right. I, I think that's pretty good. I don't know. What do you think? Is that the good yeah. or bad pile? I'm crying. That's good. That's that good. It usually means that it's not funny. Dude, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like your stand-up set could be, okay, so if you had a bunch of these cards... And I then do. You I have did a similar. <laughs> well, yeah, but after you like shuffle through and find the ones that that land, you can do yeah. your whole set like that. It'd be so. I've never seen anyone do it like that. Where I take this and I say, "Hey guys, these are jokes that I wrote while I wasn't paying attention. Um, yeah. Somebody tell me to stop, and I'll do that joke." Yeah, exactly. And you can just talk to the audience in between, like we're doing. Do you know? Then- Ellen, her first set, or I don't know if it was her first or if it was the first that someone big noticed, but the first that I remember reporting on, and it always makes me think of that, is that what she did is she would go up on stage and she would start a joke and then she'd be like, you know what, I actually have a burger here. Let me, let me take a quick bite. I, I, I haven't eaten all day. So she'd stop her joke, she'd pull out the burger, and then her full four-minute set was her starting the joke and then stopping to eat the burger and not finishing the joke. So that was her full set. And she finally finished the joke with her mouth full and you couldn't hear it. Or it was something like that. And that was her first set and people thought it was hilarious. That's I awesome. Like, I think Steve Martin used to do that. He started his whole career. Maybe it was career. Steve Martin. Yeah, maybe it was Steve Martin doing that. Okay, okay. Yeah. It was one of yeah, those. Yeah, he wanted to do breaks. the anti joke, like like break the, the formula, basically. Yeah. And make a joke out of out of breaking the formula. What? <laughs> I said, or she's <laughs> a joke. Oh. Ellen's oh. powerful. She probably more of a concept. Yeah. yeah. She's probably listening. Well, remember, remember, we were obsessed with Ellen and we wanted to get on her show so bad. We tried to do everything. We tried to send in videos. We tried uh, to like turn the cafeteria TVs to her every day we were in the calf, but we'd have so to like stand times. on chairs or tables to do to reach the TV. I had to like lift you, like, all right, go. <laughs> the Dude, we knew right Ellen is- was the best thing ever before other people knew it. We yeah. knew. Yeah, this was 10 years ago. Oh. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It was more than 10 years ago. If we were Every freshmen, bone in my body just cracked. Yeah, that was 14 years ago when we were freshmen, by the way. 14 wow. fucking years ago. I don't know if you're hiding your age because you're an actress, but I just ruined it. <laughs> I don't All know. Right. 
All right, one more because I'm kind of now jazzed. Do, do, do you think, should this be the podcast? Let, let's. Yeah, let's roll we, with it. We have these and then mm-hmm. we have conversations and yeah. Mm-hmm. We need and to think Wikipedia. Of, we'll Wikipedia uh, in the next one. All right. No, no, no. I, I have to, I'm going to run that past you. How, how long have we been okay. recording? I can't actually tell. Again, I, I don't have to take the visual of this, so I can make whatever weird face I want. I'm just <laughs> taking the audio. Hey, everybody on Spotify and iTunes or wherever you found this podcast. Thank you for tuning in to Trip Hazard Presents. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever do that where you just like snap out and you recite whatever marketing verbiage and then you come back to like you're just possessed? Um, it's, yeah, I've auditioned like, for a lot of commercials, but I try to like just spew that out of my brain as soon as the audition's over. So I'm good at not remembering. It's just like cramming for a test. You don't remember anything afterwards. I think where that kind of got stuck for me. Did, did you ever have server nightmare? Were you ever a waiter or a waitress? Um, yes, I had server nightmare a lot. I even had quarantine nightmare the other day that there was too many people around and I couldn't get away from them. I couldn't oh, get God. six feet away. It was like a Mario Kart track where the, the edges, you could just fall. That's horrifying. Yep. I would get such bad server nightmare. I would get such bad server nightmare and it was always specifically, I have one on the patio and then one like two blocks away, not even in the restaurant. I had another table two blocks away that I also had. To, that, that was my dream. It was, I was walking from back and forth. Dude, my, my nightmare would be, I would remember something I forgot to get someone at, oh, yeah. at the restaurant yeah. in the middle of the night. I'd be like, oh crap, they asked for cream. It was like, that was two days ago. <laughs> like, I, are they okay? You. Are they okay? I <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> hate how I suddenly remember later at the most inconvenient time. So God. for me, when I would go to conventions and when I was working at my previous role, I would kind of learn how to pitch the games and the books and the art for all the artists okay. I work with. They were all incredible yeah, people. Yeah. But there were times when I would have to be thinking about the next thing I'm doing or what like I'm trying to get math done. So my voice would just, I would have pre-recorded messages and I'd be like, tell me about this game, click. And my brain would be on one thing, but my voice would be like, this new board game is brought to you by the cartoonist. <laughs> and it would just wow. start. And then for two minutes, I had interu- uninterrupted brain time to think about like, I got to get this post up. I got to get this mat. And that's why we called it this. <laughs> and then like, by the end, I'd be like, all right, I'm back. <laughs> You're, that's amazing yeah but sometimes I, I can tell you like i just I'm did gonna, it with the trip hazard thing it just yeah. happens and i'm just like ah it's an amazing it's <laughs> so cool that's very cool I, yeah i feel like in a lot of shoots and stuff when i do spokespersony type work i would say the whole thing and then but some but i'm not thinking about other things i'm just blank yeah like i'm speaking but no one is there <laughs> yeah but then I'll watch it back and I'll be like, I was so there. It didn't make was, any sense. It looked like I was like, yeah. You're like, the 40th time I said it, it just sounded like <laughs> Spanish. You're <laughs> just like, oh, well, I don't yeah. know what I just said, but everyone else is nodding and applauding and paying us money. So I, I did something, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Last one before Wikipedia. Bam. <laughs> this is just an ad for Noodling with Josh. Hey, it's perfect. <laughs> Product placement Taco Bell. That's, I'm going to put that over here. All right, what was the one underneath it? It just says, Jesus, ladies, 30 minutes into a great ponytail and I have the biggest headache. How do you yeah. do it? 
Exactly. Dude, because I had short hair for like six years, right? I couldn't put my hair up. Now I can put my hair up again, but not for long. I'm like, mm, I don't like this. Like, why does, why does everything hurt? So it just, yeah, it sucks. What I don't get is all the ladies with braids and stuff. Because I'm like, that's really pulling for like constantly, forever. For a or long like, time. Until until you take it out. That's a yeah. long time. So I guess yeah. your your skull just gets used to it or something. But yep. It's terrible. If I don't you've know never what, had long enough hair, then like you don't you don't know. You don't I, know a little bit of discomfort. I just now do. I have hair that's between my like when I'm in the shower and it's wet, it's in between the middle of my shoulder blades. When it's like when it gets all poofy and I have a giant afro during the day. But wow. then when I just pull it back and it's this is like I'll, I'll go 30 minutes and I'll be like, I either need an Advil <laughs> or I just need to take out my head. And yeah. I know I put it in too tight, but if I put it in any looser, it just falls out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. And my dad had this deep quote in the quarantine <laughs> recently. He said, Caitlin, you're a fidgety human. I said, thanks, dad. But yeah, I cannot keep the ponytails in. If they're not super tight, then like in all my fidgeting, it's just like, where'd it go? Where'd it go? And then I was trying to eat outside today because it was finally nice. And, um... And, and my hair is in, in the in the breeze and I'm eating. I'm trying to just eat, but like I'm eating my hair at the same time so it's not <laughs> blowing. And I was like, my hair tie. Oh, I fidgeted my hair tie out again. <laughs> so I couldn't eat. <laughs> or I'll let my hair air dry because I don't have a blow dryer. So for like the first two hours of the day, it's just in my face. <laughs> and I'm just like, ah, whatever. <laughs> like, it's just like, I'm looking. And you know what's funny is I would always see people with the hair that like covers one eye. Or like they have the longer bangs. I was like, how do they see? No, I I get it. Not well, but you're just like, I don't I don't care. I, this is yeah. this is it. It's like having a, an eye patch if you're a pirate. It's just a modern day that. Modern day eye patch. Oh no. <laughs> I want to be right. a pirate. So okay, when uh yeah, we're gonna have more of these episodes. You know, just check out our show. Yeah. Yeah. No, we add uh, us on social medias. Uh, Caitlin and I are starting to get antsy in the quarantine, and we're going to make quarantinis, and we're going to talk jokes and work. Yep. Um, yep. Watch my movies with my Quentin Quarantino. Quentin Quarantino. Um, yeah, you'll learn a lot about us over the run of this show. We don't have a name for it yet. We should probably come up with it in the, in the, in the last moments of this podcast. Of this I liked, episode. I like shitty jokes. I like shitty jokes or just no. shitty jokes? Yeah, when you said that earlier, you like shitty jokes. Like, ah, oh, shitty jokes is kind of... I might okay. I might tune in for some shitty jokes because what if they're not so shitty? That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, mm, they, they, they wouldn't have made a show if they were that shitty. If they so were that shitty, good. yeah. Uh-huh. But, but wait, are we pigeonholing ourselves too much? I don't think so. Okay, let's... Man... We're going to have to noodle on this. If anyone has any suggestions, maybe, maybe for this one, we'll just put up a big question mark as the, uh, as like the banner art for this one until we figure it out. Yeah. 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 Or maybe something, maybe something will happen. Um, all right. You have, you have time to learn some Wikipedia game. Is it, is it a game? What is it? Well, I mean, there's a couple of different ways we can do it. Uh, so have you ever heard of, um the how many clicks to corn no okay so how many clicks to corn is a wikipedia game that you can play where you go to the site and you hit random article it'll drop you on a random article you then only using the hyper 
text and the links in that article have to see how many clicks it takes you to get to corn. Oh, that's awesome. So, all right. We just got, um, I have it up right here and I'm going to hit random article. Are you going to do the screen share or the screen record share? I, uh, yeah, let's find out. Just walk us through it either way. No, let's find out. Let's see if, let's see if this works. Um, see if the computer can handle it. All right. Can you see my screen? Yep. All right. This one is going to be too hard for the start because there's like three, actually, no, this would be too hard. Yeah. So come to Wikipedia on the far left side, you have a random article. Okay. Jean-Baptiste Joffrey was born the diocese of Clermont and died in Paris. He was a French composer and entered the Jesuit order as a novice in 1621. All right. So, we're on Jean-Baptiste Joffrey's Wikipedia page, and we're trying to get to corn. My trick, personally, is to go the country route. All right, if he's born, he died in Paris, because, all right, my guess is going to be, all right, you have to count how many clicks, okay? So you'll you'll keep track of that. So we're going to click on Paris, unless you have any other suggestions. Let's let's go to Paris. So that's, that's one. One. All right. So... Before we click anywhere else, Paris, capital and most populous city of France. Population of 2.1 million residents. That's a lot of people. Um, All right. So let's see if they talk about export. Do they talk about exports at all? Economy? No. Tourism? Culture? Uh, Food. Culture? Food? Wait, where's where's food? Did you see food? I was was thinking, well, it should be under culture. Oh, yeah. Restaurant, restaurants and cuisine. All right, so I can't click on it because that counts. So I have to scroll down to ten eight. Which and the point is, like sometimes I get distracted and I don't even finish the game. <laughs> um, <laughs> you mean most of the time? Most of the t- that's how the game wins. And then if you finish, you wins. win. <laughs> oh, okay. That's that's one player mode. Two player mode. I should is, play this on Twitch. Two player mode is you play with somebody and who can get to corn and the least amount of clicks. One player mode is you have to remember the game you're playing and not get distracted down the rabbit hole of Wikipedia. Okay. <laughs> All right. 10-8. Where, where were we? Parks and gardens, cemeteries, healthcare. It could be timed, too. I've played it like that, too. All right. I passed cuisine somewhere. See, look, this is like relearning the Dewey Decimal System. How? Do it was, like, at the bottom of culture. Was it really? It was at the bottom. All right. Photography, museums, theater. Did you know that they have a lot of theater in Paris? Uh. Restaurants and cuisine. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Um, so now we're looking through. Oh, man. All right. So we have to think of there's a lot in here, which is both good and bad, because if there's yeah. a lot, we could go the wrong way quickly. Yeah. So we should look for like types of food. Bistro means quickly in Russian. I didn't know that. Huh. Brazier originally was a tavern located next to a brewery. That's weird. All right, maybe there's, so we have cafe would be a good click. We have bistro as a click off. What about haute cuisine? That's, that might, oh, this is meticulously prepared. This is cheating. This, they didn't used to have this little pop-up before. Oh man. Because then you kind of know what you're getting into. I liked that one though. All right, all right. We're on two. We're on two. Okay, okay. All right, so now we're looking on, on, on how... 
Hot cuisine. Is that how you say that right? I don't know. I was going to say hot cuisine. Hot. 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 Like hot fashion. It doesn't quite make sense. Novel cuisine. Okay. All right. Conceptualism, minimalism. None of these clicks are going to be helpful. Oh, Uh-oh. no. We, we might have fucked ourselves. Oh, I picked wrong. We might have fucked ourselves. Wait, hold on. Let's see. Service, La Roche Bistro's, home. What about... I mean, it's kind of, we're going backwards, but what if we clicked on French cuisine? Do you think it's going to take us back to the same place? No. All right. We're on three. This is click three. We're getting closer though. We're, t- we're still in the food realm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Let's see if French cuisine, let's see if they have anything about what type of food, specialties, food and ingredients. There we go. There we go. Show me that corn. <laughs> Show me that corn. <laughs> weird stuff like that. Um, oh, also, if you see corn, let me know. Bourgeois. Is it like anything with like, that's basically corn or does it have to be like a corn on the cob? No, you have to, you have to get to maize. You have to get to M-A-I-Z-E. That's where you have to land. Got so it. So now we're looking at, all right. So now we're looking at the food per region. So let's find a, let's find a region that would probably, all right, we're, now we got beans truffles does france not grow corn are we gonna be (laughs) no way where do they get all of their corn (laughs) Uh uh-oh we just haven't gone far nebraska I Maybe mean, it's it, Nebraska. Let's, oh, all right, Nebraska all right. Foods and ingredients. <sighs> Tangerines, peaches, apricots, players, plums, cherries, eggs, herbs, and seasoning, fresh fruit and vegetables. Guys, where's your corn? Oh, no. How do they even live? There's, There's wheat. wheat. All right. Are we going to do it? Should we just click on wheat? It'll get us there. Okay. But this is how many clicks? Four? Four. All right. Oh, I saw uh, it. Where? Uh, a little bit left. What? In the, like in the maze, middle of the page almost. Wheat. Cereal and maize. Right there. Yeah! Yay! Five clicks! We got here! Five, Not bad. Five clicks to corn. Not bad. So this is using your brain... To play six degrees from Kevin Bacon, but we're playing yeah. how many clicks to corn? <laughs> wow! But you had to use some. Okay, so who is good at nonlinear thinking? Who do we both admire, love, and wish we were? Sherlock Jack Holmes. Black. <laughs> oh. oh yeah, <laughs> that's also accurate. <laughs> that's also accurate. Have you been watching? So, side note: this is going to be Josh's recommended for the day. Maybe that's we should we should work that into. I, we should take notes of all this stuff we're doing. Josh's recommended pick of the it's day. Recording. Josh's recommended pick of the day is to file, excuse me, follow, find and follow, which is what file means, find and follow, Kyle Gass on Instagram. Kyle oh, Gass yeah. is the guitarist and so um, co-founder of Tenacious D, the uh, unsung hero. Uh, he does the, the music and the with the Juilliard as a, a guitarist is incredibly talented. And he's been doing like once a day, just riffs at midnight or like super late in the night. And they're beautiful. Oh. And it's just him and an acoustic guitar. 
and he's sassy as hell and his best friend is jack black i hope so that's i have a recommendation should i save it for next time no 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 no, no. we each get to give our own recommendation per, per oh, okay this is our show okay this is this is the cbjw happy hour jw kind of like cbdb or cbgb but cbjw oh anyway um Okay, my recommendation is Sir Patrick Stewart on Facebook, and he's been doing sonnets. Yeah, he's been doing sonnets every day, yeah. and the viewership is astounding. There's he has millions of views on these every day. It's and it's Shakespeare. Well, yeah, because he's a trained Shakespearean actor. No, oh, he's fantastic. But that that many people want to see the Shakespearean sonnet is, whoa. Isn't that crazy, though? Because there was a time where that was the new hotness. Of course, this is Edwardy in England. But, like, now that we have the ability to be, a, a, you know, a global village again, when we're all connected on Facebook, it's like, yeah, yes. It is a man who is trained in the arts is, yeah. is you know what? Remember this, people. Remember who kept you entertained during the quarantine. Do you know who yeah. is just as? Well, no because I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. And I, I, you know what? I believe it in its own right. So I will say it, but you know, it's just as important as like the, the people on the front line, the people who are keeping us sane, like thank whoever. Well, yeah. The arts are going to save us right now. Yeah. I mean, well, doctors too, but in yes, the arts. of course the, the, the science is the medically necessary piece that we need. But at the same time, without art, we would just be sitting here staring at a blank wall and hoping to not die. So right. if you get a chance while you're paying your doctors, of course, make sure that we're still funding and giving money to those who create the art and the content that you listen to or view on a regular day. Sorry, I had to Art is everywhere. Had to we're starting to take it yeah. for granted in this, but yeah, who designs your company's logos? Forget everything is art. <laughs> everything. All right, should we do one more for the day? No, I gotta go to bed. Okay. <laughs> I know we have to figure out this time difference thing first. Yeah, for real. Okay. That was good. Thank you everybody for tuning in to the first episode of whatever this is going to be called. Woo. We'll figure it out. And the nice thing is we get to record this whole thing on zoom. When we finish the meeting, I get an audio file. So if it Hell works yeah. awesome, if not, sorry, everybody, this was a test. <laughs> night world y'all are beautiful good night This episode is brought to you by anybody besides Dean's French Onion Dip. They won't return my calls. Maybe they work from home. How do you make dip from home? To talk with me about questions like this, hit me up. You most likely know where to find me. And let's hop on a Zoom and record an episode of this new show. Whatever we name it. <laughs>